0: No to every assignment that's come against you. You may feel like you're going through too much. You may feel like I can't take another day. You may feel like this is gonna destroy me. You may feel like my heart is gonna break, but you will not be consumed. When the peace of God starts to transcend your mind, your understanding, now although the situation didn't change, even though all that still looks fearful and scary, you don't see it with those eyes anymore. Now you see it with the eyes of God. Now you see it with the eyes of victory. Now you know that it doesn't matter no matter what because you've prayed it through glory to god let's turn to matthew 6 we're going to start off with matthew six thirty-three. 33. yeah seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you right matthew six thirty-three. see we're not only the apple of his eye but we also have been marked out by his blood you have been marked out by the blood of jesus and you carry his anointing so you carry his anointing in his and so it's christ in you the hope of glory It is Christ in you. In Matthew 6, 33, the word says to seek first the kingdom of God. And everything else, it says, seek first the kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. And everything else shall be added unto you. See, the Lord is not trying to make it difficult. He makes it very easy, makes it plain. Say he's making it plain. Making it so plain, he's saying, I just want you to do one thing. I want you to just seek me. What have we done tonight? We've, we've been doing that very thing, have we not? We have been seeking the Lord. We seek the Lord in prayer. We seek the Lord in worship. We seek the Lord with our whole hearts, right? Our complete, complete mind, body, soul, and spirit. Amen and so because we seek him and he's asking us to seek me with everything within you and seek my righteousness as you seek me i will add unto you that which you need he is jehovah jireh church he is jehovah jireh which means he is the lord that will provide there is no lack in your life that god has not already provided there is none because the word of god is true Right? So if you see a lack, that means you need, to, you need to actually speak the word over that area. Because now it's not the circumstance that's true. It's the word that's true. So he says, I am the Lord who will provide. I am Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Rapha. And we know what that means. He is the Lord, our healer. I thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord who heals us. He is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner. He is the Lord, your banner. He is literally covering over you. His banner over you is love he is literally washing over you he is like hovering over you because his his banner is also not just in love and in something that God just protects, but it's actually for war to protect you, to take you, Lord, even he will take you even through the most difficult, difficult, horrendous times. And you know that the Lord, your banner, the Lord, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner is literally over you. The devil can't even touch you. The devil's afraid because he sees whom it is that you walk with. He sees who you walk with. He sees who you're committed to. And he... And he knows, he knows the power of God. And so therefore, since you walk with him, he knows the power you have. He knows the power that you carry. Amen? So Jehovah Nisi and Jehovah Shalom, which we know the Lord God, are peace. But it's not just regular peace. It's literally, it's, it's, it's peace that destroys the chaos that's happening all around you. So it's the peace that you carry, the peace of God, the Prince of Peace, but literally destroying the chaos the chaos and you know what some of you may be aware some of you may not be but there's chaos happening all around in the world all the time right and if you're a believer then there's definitely chaos and you're the target trying to bring confusion trying to trying to wear you down how many of you know there are many churches that do not preach the Word of God at least not in in a pure way anymore there's a lot of compromise There's there's a lot of mixture right bending of the scripture why to appease the culture of this world to appease people it's deception it is deception and so we know that Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, actually it's that word is, is going to, it's going to remove and break the chaos. I want you to see what I'm trying to say here. The chaos, see it as the demonic spirits swirling around trying to get you to a place of stupefaction so you don't know how to even respond, because everyone else has drank the Kool-Aid, and you're like, am I the only one? What's going on here? Like, maybe it's me. No, it's not. You're standing your ground, and you have to know that you're in a battle, but the Lord says, I am your peace, which means I'm going to destroy the chaos. See, people think it just means shalom peace, like kumbaya peace. No, it's so much more than that, right? It's so much more than that. (laughs) We have to know it, because when you know it, then you're armed with strength. And we know the word says, he arms us with strength for the battle. So there's no lack. We're literally armed with strength. So are you one with his glory and for his glory? Because we truly are God's property. And there is a resident glory living on the inside of you. So when we understand that there is a resident glory living on the inside of us, of each one of us, when we understand that, we act differently. Turn to Colossians 1.27 so it says to them god willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles which is christ in you the hope of glory god living inside of you it's his resident glory literally taking residence on the inside of you and so christ in you the hope of glory now remember paul is writing to believers here and you know Christ's presence in us is that hope of glory. And so basically, you know, we know that we we love the scriptures that he filled the room with the glory and the presence of God was so thick, it was so rich, that the glory filled the room. Where is the glory of God? It's within us because we carry the king of glory. I'm going to give you some other scriptures to prove this in a moment. God pours out his glory, that is true. We come into this room and we're in corporate agreement, which I've spoken a lot about this lately, a corporate agreement, not just agreement in anything, agreement with truth. So then there is a glory that can be poured out, his glory. But we don't have to just wait for a corporate setting to where the glory is poured out when he's already has taken residence on the inside of us. And it's up to us to be a diffuser of that glory, to literally give that glory out, because we have been one, we've been made one with him. So we actually can carry that glory out. And we're called to do that. So we're one with him because we're God's property. We are literally his property. And Christ in me wants to release that glory. Christ in you wants to release that glory. See, the glory is not your glory, it's God's glory, but it's taken residence on the inside of you. So therefore, Christ in you is the hope of glory that you would be, you know, not just a conduit where the glory and his presence can flow in and out, but let you would literally release kingdom glory. It's like the kingdom truth, kingdom dynamics, right? But you want to release the glory of God and there is a way of doing it and it comes with an understanding of what you carry first. Are we all following you have to understand what you carry, and you have to understand that God is taking you to a whole nother level. You're not who you used to be, even just last week. You know, God is changing. I mean, if you're, if you're open to, to the truth of God, if you're open to his word, and you say, wow, Lord, change me, teach me. Do you, do you ask him that? Show me how to pray. Teach me how to worship. Teach me how to read your word with understanding. See, when you live this way, God's glory in you is literally growing, but he's also showing you how to be a, a releaser of that, like literally a diffuser of his glory, right? So why us? Have you ever stopped to think about why are we the carriers of God's glory? Like what kind of a thought that, w- wow, Lord, right? Because he said we're one with him. We're one with him. So he chose to be one with us so that he could release his glory through us here on earth. See, so many people are still waiting for God to do things. I believe that you have a purpose, but then you also have variations, different callings, and right, but uh, but even in each individual, though, I'm talking about one individual purpose, person, though, you have a purpose, but I don't believe you have just one purpose, I believe that you have multiple purposes, and it changes, too, from time to time, it actually deepens, it widens, God gives you more, so yeah, we all have different purposes, but I'm, I'm referring to one individual that has purpose, but God wants to give you more, but one One purpose that you definitely have is to release the glory of God. That's all of us. You can't release the glory of God if you're walking in the ways of the world. You can't release the glory of God if you're walking in fear. You can't release the glory of God if the enemy has you captivated with fear, with trauma, with confusion. You can't because you become bound by something God never wanted you to be bound in. This is really important that I that I take my time and talk about this because because my goodness, you know like we're you know how the world is so much right now he needs people that are so filled with the Holy Spirit. Their purpose is to be single minded, like literally so focused on him. So focused that when you hear things, you see things, you know, things come to your you know into your sphere of influence it doesn't shake you even for a second doesn't move you because you're so focused on who christ is in you and so then you're able to give out you're able to diffuse you're able to give out that beautiful fragrance of the king and then people will start saying wait what is different with them why are they what's not just the external joy not just the joy that they're carrying but they have something that just seems so different there's a confidence there's a stability and it's like this beauty realm of God it's appealing yes it'll be appealing Christ in you is appealing now you know there's those that reject but there's those that accept There's those that are ready to receive what you have. But how can they receive if it's hidden, if it's not being poured out? And so we are carriers of his presence. We know that. And we can say it that way, and I think most people go, yes, that's right. But the minute you say we're carriers of his glory, some get it, and some people's heads just kind of go, what? You know? And so we're one with him. We're one with Christ. So now that glory is within you. And if that glory is within you, then and he says, I want you to release that kingdom. I want you to literally speak what I speak, say what I say. Shouldn't it be basically a no-brainer that we're releasing that glory? You know you have to be very in tune to do it, though. You have to be really in tune. But that's what we're called to do. Let's turn to John 17 and um, verse 22. And it says, and the glory, this is Jesus praying. He's praying for all the believers. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. He's praying to the Father, and he's saying, the glory that you gave me, I've given it to them, that we would be one. Father, just like you and I are one, right? So this is a very powerful scripture, just that one scripture right there. Because what did he give us that we would be one with? The glory, that we would be one with his glory. So it's not just an outpouring. It's something that we should literally be so intertwined with and release all the time. Let's read it again. I just decree revelation, the spirit of the living God, to open up your understanding and any scales to come off right now. Because if we really understand the depths of God, we do walk differently. We walk differently. We, We walk, you know, confidently in him. You talk about boldness and you talk about confidence. Well, it comes from really knowing who you are in Christ. So let's read it again. It says, and the glory which you gave me, Jesus praying to the Father, I have given to them. But then it says that they may be one just as we are one. Unity. That means you're going to shrink into one. Jesus doesn't shrink. We shrink into him. We literally shrink into him. Something to be thought of and remembered when when we're out and about about, right? Because it is something that we have to reprogram our minds with to think a different way. You want a different outcome? You need to think differently. If you keep thinking the same way you've been thinking, you're not going to get a different outcome, right? But we need to think God's ways. And so he is saying, I'm trying he he wants to perfect us in our ability to think godly. All at the same time, the world is literally and not just the world, many believers, many Christians, many churches are, instead of thinking godly they're allowing worldly standards to redefine what is right it's impossible never gonna happen but don't you be one that's found in the middle in other words compromising one leg on both sides of the fence straddling the fence don't be one that's not sure choose like the word says choose the state whom you're gonna serve who you're gonna follow right and we know we're, we're serving the Lord. We're following Him. We're choosing Him. But remember, He gives you the glory, His glory, so that you, you know, that you can literally represent Him well, but not just that, so that you know your identity in Christ. Your identity in Christ is to literally please Him, to worship Him, to honor Him, and to let Him love you. Second Chronicles and in chapter 5. The word um, unity and agreement um, has been those two words have been strong, like on my mind and on my spirit. And I've been giving you messages regarding that. And I've told you what you don't want to be in agreement with. We talked about both sides of agreement, unity and everything. But today, what I'm wanting to focus on is our unity with the Lord, which is when we really walk in the glory outpouring that he has already promised us to have. Okay, so look at here in verse um, end of 13, starting with 14 here. It says, for he is good, middle of thirteen. For he is good and his mercy, his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The priests could not continue ministering for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. But we are the house of God. And the house of God, you as houses of the Lord, are being filled so that you can't continue in the same old ways. God is taking you deeper into the ways of the Lord so that you can't continue with what was comfortable. See, it can't be you in your strength anymore. There was a season that God allowed you to be you and your strength. And there was Jesus there, of course, and he helped you, of course. But now he's saying, I'm removing all those exteriors. I'm literally removing what you used to be dependent upon because I want to take you to a whole another level and you're going to have to trust me. I am filling you with my glory. So it takes a major step of faith to believe and then to just go, okay, Lord, it seems kind of out there, but if your word says it, I believe it. Amen. Where was the devil in all this? Nowhere, because his presence came in and the devil ran. I'm going to read it again. Let's go back to that scripture, middle of 13. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord was filled with the cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house the glory of the lord hallelujah we're unified we god is glorifying himself in and through us so where is uh, the presence of the of the devil he's not there the presence of god is so powerful he runs he runs he can't stand the praises that are going up for the lord amen so so he's literally being driven out every time we come to a worship service he's being driven out Every time that this happens, you're literally, you're bringing in the presence of the Lord, and the presence in you, because you're one with the Lord, you're driving out the devil. You're one with Jesus. So this is what we have to stop. The old thinking that says, you walk in, and you're like, oh, man, the devil's just been beating me up all week. I've just been beat up by the devil all week. And then people walk in with that mindset. I'm not trying to make fun. I'm not trying to ridicule anybody, but I am trying to open up your eyes. So you walk in with a like, guy, oh, I had a horrible week, I was like terrible, and bills, and kids, and sickness, ah, oh, man. So you walk in like that, who have you just walked in, who did you just usher in? Who did you just help on it, come on in, devil, and then we have to like, kick that thing out, get out of here in the name of Jesus. How about being part of the solution? How about saying, wait a minute, why have I, I'm one with Christ. I am one with Christ. What am I doing acknowledging and giving credit to and literally enabling the powers of darkness? See, so we're going to shift our thinking and we're going to shift the way we walk. It's not just a service like this. What about every day? Could we all do some work on that? Absolutely. So how about we challenge one another? Because the same anointing that you have here, you actually have out there. Because the Lord is not saying, well, I'm going to really pour it on heavily when they come to the house of glory. But the minute they walk out, they better wait till they come back to another service no god does not withhold his goodness he doesn't withhold his blessing he doesn't withhold his favor he doesn't withhold his anointing the anointing that you have is yours god's given it to you so but it takes a level of operation faith belief for us to actually walk in that out there right there's an expectancy when you come here but how about out there so so but nothing changes on god's side i'm just trying to tell you he doesn't change you're still one with him when you leave so we have to really understand this gift of what I'm talking about, oneness with Him, because when we leave, there, there really is no change other than maybe the change in your thoughts, in your mind, your belief, right? God doesn't change. He doesn't change. So there's resident glory on the inside of you. Isn't that cool The way that said resident glory? Because He's taken residence on the inside of you. Because you are literally flesh of His flesh, and you are bone of His bone. Ah, hallelujah. You are blameless in His sight. When you say you're blameless in His sight, then people go, ah, oh, she doesn't know what I did last yesterday. Like I yelled at my spouse. She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. No. God says you're blameless in His sight. That means it's forgiven. That means He sees you as who He created you to be. And He is saying, I want you to step up. Stop letting the devil harass you. I ask God to forgive you and release it and let it go. Literally just let it go. You're blameless in His sight. Let's jump over to Galatians chapter 3. Verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed, were the promises made, and he does not say, and to seeds as of many but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ and this I say that the law, which was four hundred and thirty years came four hundred thirty years later, can it says, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, that it should that it should make the promise of no effect. For the inheritance of the law is no longer a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. He gave it to Abraham by promise. So seed, let's talk about this word here, seed. It says, Jesus is the seed. First you have to understand that, let's talk about one, one seed, not seeds. And he says, Jesus is the seed, right? Are we all following so far? Look at 26. For you are all, sons of god through faith in that seed in christ jesus through faith in that seed who's the seed i said jesus is the seed so you are all sons of god through faith in that seed in christ jesus for as many of you as were baptized into christ have put on christ that's what we do we put on christ we hide ourselves hidden in him we put on christ because we have the mind of christ we're told to put on christ Verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, because of the culture that we live in, actually I actually have to say this statement, we're all one, but there's only male and female. When he was talking about, well, you're all one, you know people take that scripture and they, they use this scripture in the wrong way. They pervert it. See? transgender, homosexuality, you know, gender fluidity, all that. No, male and female, he created them male and female. That is it, right? He's referring to spiritually here. You're all one in Christ, spiritually, church, okay? Not like, like your physical body. You look around, are you all one person? No, he's not talking physically. He's not talking your physical body. He's not talking about your, your physical Uh, your nature. He's talking about spiritually, you're one. Let's make sure we get that straightened and clear because I am just sometimes appalled at the deception that's, I sometimes have to literally turn off certain things because it becomes, it becomes overwhelming. You know, like you just see people dropping like Christians, leaders dropping like flies. In other words, I don't mean falling dead. I'm talking about literally like apostasy, just like believing such lies. There, okay. And so we get to be strong in the Lord. We have everything to rejoice in and everything to celebrate in. Absolutely. But you know what you need and we all need is to strengthen our minds in the word all the time, constantly. Because if you think that, oh, you know, the devil's not going to bother you or your loved ones because you have made a commitment to Christ or because you love him, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Read your word. And make sure that you're in that word and you know what the word says. So see, he's, Jesus is the seed. And he is one. And the promise, the promise was made to seed, not seeds. they uh, will say, when we come into agreement with Christ who is in us, now we have the promise, er, and we have all the promises that he has made because the seed, which is Christ Jesus, now has come in us. And we're uh, in agreement with it. You only need agreement with one make it happen, make anything happen. But we're in agreement with the King of Kings and he is the promiser, right? So the blessing of Christ is only to those who come into agreement with what has already been purchased and bought. Let's go to 1 Corinthians six seventeen. It says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord, means united, we're joined to the Lord, we're one spirit with him you're not alone. You don't, you're not walking alone. He's not left you alone. You know, God has one vision, and that would, that one vision is, is that we would be one with him, because everything else, all the specifics, they all flow from that one vision, that we would be one with him. That's why we started off with Matthew six thirty three, that we would literally seek him. We would, everything within us, it's like we would literally, we know it's like him, his righteousness, seeking first his kingdom, his righteousness, right? Everything else falls and into place. Everything else comes in, in right alignment when we do that one thing, that our vision must be his vision. He has given us his glory. That glory is holy, church. That glory is not something that we just take you know, happenstance, we don't just like, oh, it's like common. It's not. It's holy. It's pure. You're holy vessels. He calls you blameless. That's not something to just be like, oh yeah, that's nice. How beautiful is that? How incredibly powerful is that? Because that's not normal. Like that's supernatural. That's God's holiness pouring out on you saying, I see you as holy. That doesn't mean you never sin. That just means when you do, you get it right. And God says, I see you through the lens, literally through the blood of Jesus. I've seen your heart. I know your commitment. I am not withholding my blessing from you. My glory is what I've poured out. And I want you to understand the impact of that glory because it's calling you to rise up higher, to walk differently. We're to walk differently. When you know you have such a precious, valuable gift, you take care of it. You treat it differently. It's not commonplace, it's expensive. It's something that you guard. Well, this is the holiness of God, the glory of God in you. So we're not gonna put ourselves in situations that literally is going to slime you of the glory that God has already deposited on the inside of you now there are circumstances sometimes let's just say yeah but what about work I got to go to work do you not believe that God's glory in you he'll give you the wisdom as to what is what to say and how to say it he'll also empower you so that what you say even though there's persecution what you say even sometimes without a word is enough to silence them is enough to turn that situation around, hey, it may not happen day one, but it will happen. You have to keep on keeping on and not grow weary in doing good. Because in due season, you will reap if you do not lose heart, right? So the word all works together. But I'm telling you right now, there is glory, the glory of God that he's put on the inside of you. He wants you to remember. You're, you're going to release that glory. You're going to take care like a beautiful, precious gift. Every one of you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. But the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you is the glory of God, and He wants to pour that out of you. It causes you to remember who you are. You're never alone. So there's an inner work that's done. There's an inner security. There's an inner strength. But also, there's an outward working that happens within you, too. And your outward working is the glory of God pouring out of you so that you give God praise in the midst of any circumstance. Right? So that literally people will see the change in your life life.